0: Thank you for joining us this Friday the 16th of February. I'm Sophia Mavridis, a Market Analyst with Bell Direct, and this is your weekly market update. Well we're halfway through reporting season now, a time when the majority of ASX-listed companies are releasing their financial results, provoking much share price movement across the market. So far this reporting season, 53 companies have reported earnings, with 23 beating market expectations, 19 in line with what analysts anticipated, while 11 missed expectations. Let's jump into some of the big names that reported this week. One to note was Commonwealth Bank after a reporting that their results for the six months to December saw the net interest margin fall 6 basis points to 1.99% as the bank saw increased competition for deposits, as well as a battle for mortgage market share. However, CBA's results were largely in line with expectations, and currently six brokers say it's a sell. However, it's hard to see why long-term holders or those chasing dividends would have a reason to sell. UBS sees the stock valuation as stretched, given its share price has rallied 13% in the last three months, underpinning their recent downgrade. Now CBA will pay a $2.15 per share interim dividend fully franked, that's a $0.05 increase driven by a 4% increase in the payout ratio balanced against lower earnings. AMP also reported this week beating profit forecasts, which was a surprise to the market given the company's recent track record. Morgan Stanley has a hold rating, noting that the company is begging to deliver on revenue margins, costs and capital management, and the broker anticipates further share price upside should management continue to deliver on its costs and revenue targets. However, AMP shares rallied this week on the $295 million capital return promise, through future dividends or from uh, buying back shares on market. AMP's net profit for 2023 was down 32% to $265 million on annual revenue of $2.98 billion. Uh, That was a 27% increase on a year ago. Now, stock on Bell Potter's radar is IDP education. The ticker code is IEL, one of the largest educational services providers globally, facilitating the placement of international students into education and uh, institutions. Now, the company posted a strong result that beat market expectations and left brokers optimistic on its outlook. Bell Potter has upgraded revenue forecasts on strength in uh, student placement volumes and recent pricing increases. However, this was more than offset by an increase in overhead assumptions and interest expenses. Uh, expenses. So on valuation, Bell Potter downgraded IEL from a buy to a hold. Now, Also this week, Telstra TLS's share price declined on disappointing half-year results. For six months, ending December 31st, Telstra reported an increase in total income and underlying EBITDA reflecting growth across mobile services, international and Telstra. Extra's fixed, which offset weakness in mobile hardware and other business divisions. However, shares were under pressure as management revised its Earning Guidance range for 2024. The telco company was previously targeting EBITDA of between $8.2-$8.4 billion, now revised down in response to weaker-than-expected performance from its network applications and services business. Now next week will be the biggest week in reporting season, with over 200 ASX listed companies set to release their financial results. Some of the big names to look out for next week include BHP, Rio Tinto, Santos, Woolworths, WiseTech, APA, Fortescue Metals and Pilbara Minerals, just to name a few. As for the market's movements this week so far, will the Australian market decline 0.5% this week? With information technology taking the lead, rallying 5.5%, followed by consumer discretionary and real estate. Meanwhile, the healthcare sector declined the most, down 4.85%, followed by energy and materials. On the ASX200 leaderboard, Sayona Mining SYA was in the lead, advancing an impressive 30% Monday to Thursday, defying the overall volatility of the ASX200 index this week. The lithium stock took the market by surprise with an undisclosed partnership agreement with a major lithium producer that is to significantly boost our SYA's production capabilities and presence in the market. Altium was also ahead this week, up 28% after accepting a takeover offer from a Japanese tech company, a scheme of arrangement for a cash price of $68.50 per share, which represents a 34% premium to its close price on Thursday, valuing Altium at $9.1 billion. On the other hand, Strike Energy STX declined 25% this week, following news of failed appraisal testings over its South Aragala gas field in the Perth Basin. The company came out of a trading hold on Tuesday, revealing that South Aragala hasn't produced gas from its target zone when completed last week. Management believes that they may have encountered a possible gas water contact. Now, the most traded stocks by Belder at clients this week were CSL, Macquarie, BHP, and Pilbara Minerals. Clients also bought into Woodside Energy, South32, Viva Energy, and Pro Medicus, while took profits from Magellan Financial and NAB. And the most traded ETFs by Belder at clients this week were the Vanguard Australian Shares ETF, that's VAS. The Global X Ultra Short Nasdaq 100 Hedge Fund, that's S N A S, and the BetaShares Geared Australian Equity Hedge Fund, G E A R end-to-end economic data to watch out for next week. Well, On Tuesday, the latest RBA meeting minutes will be released. On Wednesday, we will receive Westpac's Lending Index data and the Wage Price Index data. And on Thursday, the Manufacturing and Services Flash PMI for February will be out. That's a forward-looking estimate of the final PMI that will be out the following week. And remember, a PMI above 50 will indicate an expansion from the month prior. And that's all for this week, well I'm Sophia Mavridis with Bell Direct, I hope you have a great day and happy trading.